everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. It's Kat, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, everyone. How are you? Hey, Matt. Guess what we have today? Um, a guest that we actually both have a connection to. That's right. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, do you want to share that connection, or... I'll let you tell that story. Well, uh, Love and Jello, of course, um, the book that we put out last year. Now yep. it is last year, actually. I remember um, it well. Yeah, well, so you remember we struggled with the cover and, like, what we were going to actually put on the cover Yes, yeah, I, I yeah. think we struggled with a few things, not just the uh, <laughs> cover. <laughs> well, you know, one could say that. Um, I, I thought. <laughs> I know there was. The like only a... thing I was struggling with was the cover. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll leave it at that then. Yes, well, you know, because I knew it was in capable hands otherwise. Um, you know. It was written very well. You did a great job there. Mm, thank you. Um, I didn't really have to worry about too much, but I did, you know, I did worry about the cover because, um, for one, neither of us are artists. <laughs> that is true. Would you say uh, that's like a fair statement? Well, well, I mean, in my defense, I do draw pretty well on the computer. Um, I just can't draw like freehand stuff or I'm not artistic in any way, shape or form that way. Although I do make pretty good stick figures. Well, you know, and so, you know, if you want to go there, um, I, I'm really good with some, um, you know, like uh, circles and arrows and <laughs> box, you know, shape, shapes, I yes, guess. Yes, yes. I've seen your notes. Yeah, so I mean, but we felt like that really was not the cover that we were going for. So yeah, uh, something had, a little, something a little more was needed. Yeah, um, so we ended up calling upon our guest today, uh, who actually does have a lot of experience with designing covers, and um, the cover that you now see on Love and Jello was designed by John Patrick Robbins, who is our guest today. So, um, you know, I, I was, like, really happy with the cover from the first time I saw it. Yeah, as was I, for sure. And, and you know, I think the amazing thing is, is, like, you just had to sort of have a conversation with him and um, tell him what the book you know, a little what it was about and the feel that we were going for. And then, I mean, he just like captured perfectly um, the essence of the book, I feel like, in that cover. Yeah, I agree. So, um, um, so glad I could uh, help. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as our guest today, um, 
not only does he design covers, but he also writes books and um, writes poetry. Uh, he publishes books. Uh, he is editor of a magazine. Um, you know, he, he does a lot of things in the literary world. So, yeah, got, got, a, got a lot of titles. <laughs> he does. So, you know, I think it'd be a good time to welcome our guest, John Patrick Robbins. Uh, so glad to have you on Backstory Sessions. Welcome. Well, thank you, Kat, Matt. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you uh, had me on the. Sh- you're having me on the show. I really do appreciate it. And yeah, I did do the cover. So that, that's uh, for y'all's book. Once was an outstanding cover. Really did enjoy doing that. So yeah, I'm just uh, glad to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, a lot of people, um, before we get into your story uh, and your new book that you have coming out, I, well, that is actually out and we're going to talk about today, but um, uh, people guess they always like want to know who is on the cover and, uh, you know, the top runners so far in the poll are Judge Judy and Bernie Sanders. So... Um, <laughs> You know, do you want to leave that a mystery or, uh, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can leave it a mystery. I mean, I know both of them, of course, because, you know, being in the writing world, I just I just run into them on a regular basis. But, uh, no, <laughs> I think it's probably uh, better to leave it to a mystery. Cause I All right, well, I, you know, I tried, <laughs> listeners, I tried to, you know, get the secret of who it really is or is it really mm-hmm. Bernie and Judy. But uh, no. at any rate, let's let's talk about your cover. Uh, you have a new book out um, out just this month, actually, uh, yeah. which is great, and we're going to talk about it uh, in a lot of detail. But uh, death, rattle, and roll. Uh, yeah. <laughs> first of all, you know where did you come up with that title? That's uh, pretty catchy and uh, quite interesting. Uh, well, as much as I'm, I'm kind of I do covers, I uh, I'm definitely known for titles. And because uh, I've also titled other people's books at the uh, at the press, Mike Press, Whiskey City Press, and uh, you got to have that plug in there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, it, I had gone through a lot of things. Uh, I mean, it seemed like the only thing that hadn't happened during this book, I didn't get hit by lightning, but I'm holding out. I think there's a storm out. So after this, I'll probably go out there and aim for that one. But uh, I kind of seemed like every, everything had kind of. It seemed like everything was trying to kill me, basically. So I, uh, that's why I titled the book. You know, I love making titles. I'll, what I do is uh, a lot of times I'll come up with a title, then I start working on covers, and I just do that for fun because I'm very weird. But uh, so I, that's how I came up with Death Rattle and Roll, because you know, like most of my books have those kind of different kind of titles. But and then uh, then then the uh, cover came along. I was just doing different mock-ups of it, and uh, that one just hit, and I really, really, really dug it. So if I like it, usually I do notice other people kind of, because, you know, that's the thing that's going to draw you with the book anyways. I mean, of course, the you know, the writing, that's important, but <laughs> that cover is the first thing you're going to see, that title and that cover. So you got to make them pop. And so I always seem to deliver in that category. Well, that that is true, and, and that's why – kind of wanted to start before we got into you know what the book is about and um Mm. some things about the writing of it 
um, you know, a cover and the title, uh, th- those are the first impressions, so to speak. And um, so your cover, which uh, the listeners are going to be able to see in our Facebook group, um, it's beautiful. Um, a haunting kind of image um, makes you, I don't know, kind of sucks you in, makes you want to know what the book is about. That's uh, impression I have but it's very artistic um you know like some book covers that are like really just so crowded and you know just yeah. so much going on in them that you just like don't even notice anything about it it's just like you know you pass right on by but this one like stops you no I I, I appreciate that and yeah that, that you know, sometimes I'm not <laughs> trying to pick on people but Sometimes, you know, when you see people that are probably, I think it, it seems like to me the cover is the last thing they thought about. And that's kind of slapped together. And it, it really does, it does pay to get yourself a good cover. And, uh, but yeah, that cover in particular, I'm really, really fond of. It's some of my be- best work thus far, you know. I'm not done yet, I love it hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a great cover too. I love it, all my covers that I did, yeah. but, you know. Um, so are, are you artistic? You know, Matt and I were talking about the talents that we have and share in drawing and such, mm-hmm. um, you know, where does, um, uh, yeah, the cover as as, come from for you? Where does, where does the cover come from? I, I, I mean, like the ability to design covers, oh. where, do you, where do you get that talent? Uh, you know, a lot of that I, I credit to, uh, my family, my, uh, my grandfather was an artist and sign painter. Um, he also had a column in the paper, local paper, and, uh, was a head of Chesapeake Art Guild. And, um, my mother also is an artist, a really incredible artist. And so it's kind of like, it runs in the family and, uh, where they, they did sign painting. And stuff like that I for me that's what it's like a continuation I'm not a sign painter because number one I'm afraid of heights so <laughs> you know so uh you don't want me up anywhere high I don't have good you know coordination but um uh, <laughs> no it's that just kind of that's where I got of that talent of your title you were looking for you know now like go up and paint a sign and you know yeah, no, I, I've, I've always been kind of creative. I like to paint and things like that. So, um, yeah, it just kind of runs in the family as, as, as far as that goes. So uh, I, I was kind of, you know, blessed with that in, in the sense that I came from that background. So it, when it when it comes to covers, it's just, a, like I said, it's it's something I do to relax. Once it's kind of strange, but it just, you know, it's, it's what I really love to do. I love to write. But writing could be extraordinarily stressful, especially the editing side. Yeah. So, and running magazines and all that. But the look of things is what I really, really dig. I, I really, really love uh, doing covers. So, but yeah, that's pretty much where that uh, ability was kind of passed down, really, from my family. And, and that's really interesting, you know, that because I do think it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a talent, it's a, an art form of its own, uh, that people, you know, just like you have a gift for writing, um, some people have that gift, others may have 
you know, except for the visual part of it, which, as you said, is generally the last thing um, that writers will do is look for the cover, but it's the first thing that um, people, customers, readers will notice. So kind of walk me through your process uh, for Death Rattle and Roll of choosing the cover. So, I mean, so you've written the book, I'm assuming, maybe Mm -hmm. you've been thinking about a title since, you know, you've designed titles. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've been thinking about the cover all all along. Um, how How does that work? Like, take us through the process of how you come up with it and decide this is the one uh well with this one in particular i had the it's like a lot of things i do i had the cover and the title way before i had the book (laughs) so i'm like the polar opposite a lot of writers because i i do you know fiction poetry you name it i've probably done it um a lot of writers you know they write the book and that like i said then it's come up with the title and i'm the polar opposite I came up with the uh, the title before I had the, the cover, of course, and then came up with the cover and then, um, you know, wrote the book. It just seemed to, and it's like so, so many of these kind of like crazy events took place and it would just, it, it fit perfectly. So pretty much with me, it's always come up with the cover first. And, you know, it, once I've got the title covered and that it's, it's off to the races, then I work on the book. Because okay. it's just kind of, you know, it draws me in. Once I see something, I think it does the same that it would do for if, if somebody sees it on the shelf. Like, hey, what's that? You know, and so it's kind of like, ah, that's something I have to write. Because yeah, it just looks so cool for me because I get excited about it. It's, it's, uh, it, it doesn't get old for me. It's something I, I originally did. It was just a hobby. I thought, oh, I would, you know, I'd never do this and, and uh, make a go of it. But then when you finally start doing it, it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it, you know, if you, if, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, as they say. So <laughs> you say that. Um, so uh, Matt, uh, I mean, so we had Love and Jello um, as a title, so we did know the title. Um, that kind of, I guess, in that way, we could relate because that did kind of spark the book because we started out kind of joking about it, right? Yeah. Uh, and you said that would make a great title. Um, how do you think it might have worked for us if we if we had that cover and the title, and then you you know you started writing the book? Um, um well, I mean it, that's a hard question because we had the title, but we also had a lot of the stories already from your mother, right? And, um, so you know the process of turning that into a book was you know the the main goal for me um i think i i've told this story before about how when i started writing it it was just as an exercise to see if i could do it and to see what you thought about you know my writing because i had never really done anything like that before so um you know the cover i wasn't really too sure about because i'm not artistic and i don't think that way so, uh, you know, I guess if it was up to me, you know, the cover would be probably the last thing I would think about. 
Yeah, so so I think that a lot, if you have that skill set, um, I can see how it could be, you know, like in class, sometimes I would give my students like a photo and ask them to write, you know, a story or a play or a skit, you know, whatever we were doing, a poem uh, based on, you know, some aspect of that visual so, you know, I think if I had that talent, like John does, then it might enter in more to my writing process. Uh, but since I don't have that, um, you know, I think that might be why we... I, I think if I had had the title and the, uh, and the cover um, beforehand and then started writing, I think... Love and Jello would have been a like a totally different book, but I I don't know. It's hard to say. Do you think Judy and Bernie <laughs> would have been characters? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, um, Death Rattle and Roll um, is a look at uh, life's often darker side, but um, with a dash of humor. So, uh, John, would you say that's how you characteristic of you? Um, <laughs> well, anybody in, in reading my work will, will always know I kind of blur a line. I, I, uh, it, it with with my, uh, work in particular, it's always, it's always dark. There's always dark humor in it. And, uh, but it, my books are really a mix. You can't really categorize them in the sense that, you know, that's the one problem I've had with, with my writing is that because of, like I said, I publish in, in different forms. So I mix it all together. So you're not just getting an atypical, and that's not knocking other like poets or, or fiction, right? You're not getting a typical book that you're getting a mix of both, which is a lot different and different kind of experience. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, I write to entertain to a degree and then to another degree, it is deeply personal. I mean, it's just kind of a mix of everything as far as it being dark. Yeah. I mean, most, I, I mean, life can be dark and most of my life, my work is like that, you know, uh, but then again, it's not like to the point like, God, you know, people <laughs> kind of wishing I wish this was over, you know, it, 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 it's, uh, you know, it's not misery, you know, I'm not like Morrissey or something. <laughs> you know, it, it's always tongue in cheek and there's, there's all, there's just, I've always said with my books i'm i'm really happy that people can kind of open up to any point in the book and find something there's something for everybody in there if there's not then you probably don't like writing or you don't want to be entertained or you just like man, don't like me once it's fine you know they bought it anyways <laughs> <laughs> no refunds <laughs> um so so tell us about this book what is in this book if we opened it to any random place what is this book? This book is it says, "Wow, this guy is really messed up." No, <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, it oddly enough, it it took on a way. It started out way more humorous, and then ended up taking a much darker turn. I had just uh, following up my book, the Still Night Sessions. Once was, you know, that was based on a very different experience. That was, you know, a very bad place for me mentally and and in life. And I kind of, where I was doing these just straight humor books that were more, they were more entertainment. Uh, Still Night was completely 
different that was going through a bad experience uh you know a suicide attempt and and then um you know once I, once i fail that because i'm talking because i'm not a ghost and um i might be recording though you never know but and then so following that book up I and mean, how do you follow such a deep heavy book up well you follow it up with something that's completely almost different than that one so it's like it's it's a fun experience it's dark but it's uh it, it's it's with my books like i said they're experiences you know i always look at my books almost like uh music like albums you know and that's probably why i'm so insane about covers too uh you know it's i like them all to be a different experience and this is very it's good that it'll be coming out in october i'll put it that way because there is i do write in all sorts of forms there's horror in there there's humor there's straight fiction there's relationships there's you know it's usually always the kind of bad side of relationships but that's okay <laughs> and uh there, there's there's plenty of cocktails in between so we can all have fun <laughs> um so was the book coming out in october was that planned because um you know it's good for marketing too yeah i really wish i could say that i i really would but i'd be lying now <laughs> it's just we take forever People always get mad at us uh, when they work with me at, at the uh, at the press, but it's mainly because you know I just wanted everything perfect. It just happened that it's come it, it's you know come out in uh, October, but I think it's great that it did. It really does suit the uh, the the season, so to speak, and my favorite month of all. So yeah, it's uh, it, yeah. I wish I could say it was planned. It wasn't. <laughs> and originally, it was going to come out in August. So there you go. That just shows you how how quick I move. So yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like uh, a little backstory of um, this is Halloween, of course, and um, mm-hmm. you know your book's been out now uh, mm-hmm. this month. And uh, Matt and I met on um, Halloween, so um, you know it's like those. That's true. Yeah. Of, yeah. So yeah. you know, little. Um, I don't know if that's the humor side or the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's both, just like your book. But um, yeah, just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, three years. So happy three years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of uh, horror and happiness. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, this is this book. Uh, poetry is this book. No, I, I, you, 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 well, it, again, I would have to say with with my books, they're they're a mix of uh, it, it's like anything. If you've ever read my books, they uh, and I know you have, they're they're a mix of everything. They're my style has always been. I tell a story, whether it's I do a lot of flash fiction, fiction, and then yes, I do put poetry in there. But you know, poetry kind of. When you say that, people crinkle their nose like, oh, great, you know. <laughs> I'm going to listen to elevator music. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. People have a misconception sometimes because of some of the work that's been peddled around. Because, you know, I mean, I, I don't mean anything bad. And, of course, I'm always controversial. But, um, you know, unfortunately, with all the tools available to people, you know, a, a, a kid in elementary school can put out a book. But it's like, you know, just because they can doesn't mean they should. <laughs> um, you know, uh, this book is a mix of everything. I, I There's everything in there. 
as far as it's a mix of fiction, poetry, flash fiction. You know, there's no haikus in there. You don't have to worry about that. I couldn't write them. That sounds like something you should say gesundheit after you say. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no, uh, yeah, it's it's a mix of everything. So you've got every kind of style. And as far as even the fiction goes, you've got just about every style in there. You know, I mean, people would probably think, well, I wouldn't think there would be relationship stuff in there. But there is. There's a little. I just try to write, you know, the kind of book that I would want to read, opposed to, you know, I, I think some people get caught up in forms. They're like, well, no, it's got to fit in this little box. It was like, uh, you know, Miles Davis said, he got mad one time because he just wanted his, his, you know, my music is just that music. You know, he didn't want it to be categorized and put, because when you put something into a slot, then it kind of limits you, really. If I just said, oh, this is a poetry book, then, yeah, then I'd have to kind of go to those strict type forms. And I just don't, I don't do that. I write what suits me and it seems to entertain people and you know people buy it for some reason i don't know why <laughs> hey i'm not gonna argue with it's it cover. It's for the cover, John. oh well i'd like to think there's something there's gotta be something more to it i mean you gotta you know it's good to sit on the shelf but hey if they just want it for that that's fine buy two of them <laughs> use them as bookends i don't care well, you know, I, I mean, I definitely think that the, um, I, I even said about Love and Jello, I think it would be great, you know, as a, as a piece of art hanging on the wall mm-hmm. or that kind of thing. I, I mean, in this cover uh, for Death, Rattle, and Roll, I also think is very, um, you know, just very beautiful, um, very stunning. So, uh, I, I guess. Knowing that you put a lot of your um, your life experiences or feelings into mm-hmm. your your writing, um, how do you draw the line, or do you draw a line, uh, or just is, is your life an open book, so to speak? And you know, where do the characters in the the book cease to be you? You know, that, that, that it's a very good question. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, with me, I think sometimes people think they almost take it. It's such a personal style. They take everything literal. And I always say I blur the line. But, you know, I think, okay, just like uh, another compared to music. You know, when you used to hear a song on the radio, you didn't know the backstory or everything. Nowadays, with, with videos and Internet, everything is like, it, it takes away the magic. I would rather people read something and then guess and leave a little bit of mystery because that's, that's fun. You know, I want people to have fun when they read my books. I don't want to be like miserable. I mean, <laughs> so I don't want to kill my audience quite literally. You know, <laughs> so it's, uh, good. Oh, good to know. It's, it's, it's always a blurred line. As far as my characters go, I always put a little bit of my humor. There's always a little bit of myself in some character, you know, cause there's always going to be some kind of, you know, was Alec, personality that's going to be you know uh, i'm gonna you know put it in there in my dialogue mainly you're gonna it's kind of a signature thing with me you know i have a very bad sense of humor and it will always you know, pop out in the writing somehow even when the the story is uh serious because that's the way life is life makes everything you can be in the most serious moment of your life and then somebody can say something it is utterly hilarious sometimes i just kind of view every side of the uh the game so to speak <laughs> so yeah, mine's a blurred line when it comes to uh, my writing. 
and what's real and what isn't. I mean, because I've definitely, I've, I've definitely lived a colorful life. I mean, I've been a bouncer. I've, you know, so you know, I didn't quite, I didn't come from the academic world. Oddly enough, <laughs> caught up in it now. They're like, hey, how'd this guy get in here? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. But, yeah. How long did it take you for, from the time you had the idea till you finished the book? Um, how long was, are we looking at? Well, it was after, honestly, I was still doing publicity for um, the Still Night Sessions. And because the odd thing was, because the, the, that book was so well-received that, and it was a change because I was like, wow, they actually are, people are reading my book. <laughs> um, which is always nice. But I don't know if people know this. You actually need people to read your books, but um, <laughs> that was so well received. Automatically, like the pressure was on to, how do I follow this up? And it, this book was probably written the fastest. But I, I'm always writing, so it's like I had a bunch of material. Then you just start going through it, and I would say time frame. Um, I guess well, uh, really, it started from March till, you know, till well. Obviously, it wasn't a very long time. It was a very quick book. It was when I started writing it in March, and I was still doing publicity for uh, Still Night, and uh, yeah, and then some some other things happened, and and I was just like, you know, this is. Uh, crazy i gotta hurry this up so i didn't rush it by any means but you know it just it just this flowed together really well it, and that's one thing i will say that i i learned from still night to just you know if i was unfiltered before all this then yeah tremendously i have absolutely no filter once can be good or bad i'm being very good right now so you're lucky <laughs> <laughs> you're catching me on a good day <laughs> well we thank you for that <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Um, so, what was the hardest thing about writing it? Um, uh, yeah, that's that another good question. Um, I for for years I'd had uh my uh because a lot of people think I'm my, I'm not my publisher. Uh, my my good friend who who works at with me at the press. I'd kind of given up and wasn't going to do anything. And then, of course, he got me to do uh, Still Night. And uh, as far as Death Rattle goes, the hardest thing in this book, he had always been asking me to to uh, write about my father, who passed away when I was three. And I'd just, I'd never done it. Never could, really. And that's probably the most difficult thing in, 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 in writing about him and addressing that kind of, you know, gap you have in your life when you don't really you don't even have memories and um so yeah that was that's the most difficult uh piece in the book that's actually in there that of course is 100 percent my you know my life obviously you know <laughs> i don't impersonate john patrick robbins i'm actually him so it's like you know um that was the most difficult part of the book so yeah so um, having done that um, mm. How how do you feel about it now? Like, like uh, it, it, look it, back on that section. It's it's always difficult sometimes, you know, when you write and you're so open about everything. Because I am to a degree an open book, 
but you know it's uh it, it can be a you know just like an open book and an open bar it can be a good or a bad thing <laughs> it's a uh, open bar it, is always good oh yeah that's what i mean exactly all right now <laughs> but uh for me it was it, it was it, in some ways it was refreshing at the time that i did it, it was it's it's still difficult it's just it's not something i really want to share i shared almost everything with the page that's one thing i kept for myself and i just decided you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna try and then i ended up uh producing the piece it's a poem of course but um about him and uh you know i, I don't know if you'd even want to call it a poem it, it, it could be a piece well i write prowls anyways but um it's uh it's the deepest and probably the one that will stand out, I'm guessing, with the book, with people who do like my work, because I think they kind of like that really deep, personal type stuff. And yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> they do. So, yeah. I, I think because it seems real and, like, uh, it's a connection to the writer, um, at least for me. Uh, I, you know, I, I like mm. connections. I like to feel that I'm connected to something. Um, and so if I'm reading something that either I can relate to personally, or if it gives me insight to the author or what I feel to be a connection, then, then I like that. Uh, John, yeah. I, I agree with you on like, you know, I, I know when, uh, when we're when we're going through the process of editing on uh, Unstoppable, which is you know pretty much about me and different events mm -hmm. in my life, it was really hard to like draw the line of where you know what was too much and do I really want to put that out there and that sort of thing. So I you know I know it's a struggle to you know like. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. Or do you start thinking about like, oh, who's going to read this and that sort of thing? And I, uh, yeah, yeah. So I struggled with that. And I can, I can relate yeah. to that. Uh, it's definitely, it, it definitely is. Uh, it's, it's not easy, but it, it's just, I don't know, Matt. It's, it's the, uh, it's, you know, I think when it comes to art, it's the best way. It's the most purest art, but it's it's difficult. If people think it's easy, then they're they're highly mistaken. You know, you're not because you're always going to walk that line where people, you know, because you're putting it out there, it is going to be judged, and it's. It, but it, people forget the, how difficult that is to do. Yeah. But um, now, yeah, and I commend you too for uh, putting your story out there. Um, it's it's not it's not easy, man. It's it's very difficult, but you know. I don't know any other way to be. I'm pretty much like a living cartoon character. So <laughs> <laughs> people, I just, you know, pretty good. Over majority of people that read the work, uh, they, they dig being, I think from people do like when you're just real, that's the thing. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I think there's a lot of fakeness in the world. And it's just when you're not, it, you know, when you show that courage to expose, you know, all the sides of your personality and yourself, that's, it definitely takes uh it definitely takes some guts. So yeah, I commend you for that. Mm. So yeah. You as well. Yeah. Um, well even in Love and Jello, I'm at another thing I was thinking when as he was talking about um that part of the book is that 
you know, you included your relationship with your father. Oh, um, yeah, that's so- true. That's true. I did do that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, my father is older or was older and uh, he's, you know, he's passed away. And I forget how long ago, but uh, I didn't have a relationship with him really because my parents separated when I was really young. And, um, you know, we did have a little bit of a relationship towards the end, uh, but uh, so I included him in, in the book and pretty much everything that's in there about him is what I know of him. Um, and so it, it was just, you know, it just fit the book, so that's why I included it. Um, so, you know, I, I think for both of you, just in, in writing about uh, personal, uh, something very personal like that, um, from the reader perspective, um, you, you know, I, I I just am drawn to those parts uh, because of the realism. And, and sometimes um, even just the, like you were saying, John, about the honesty, um, you know, there's, like, you just don't see the fakeness or whatever. Um, the, the characters just seem real because they really, they really are. Um, you know, it's just real emotions. And mm. uh, so even though it's difficult for the writer, you know, I do think the reader benefits a lot. And I don't know, is it is it therapeutic to either of you, like, writing personal experiences into your characters that are otherwise fiction? Uh, I know for me, uh, you know, it's, it, it's definitely cheaper than therapy. <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> But 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 yeah, not all my characters. It's not everything's going so so. Deep. It it generally I'm that way. I I, I kind of try to show a well-rounded character. It's not really a character. You're really reading a person. You know, it, it's like, uh, well, I know what that means. But uh, no, it it is it, definitely um, from my perspective, it's very therapeutic. But uh, it's just how I've always written. All my uh, people that I admired the most, they kind of bled on that page. You know, I kind of I didn't get influenced by I didn't go to writing groups. And once I always tick people off and all this other stuff that I just I was influenced by, you know, the best teachers I had, I all had to have his library card introduced to. And so and, you know, because I don't know if kids know this, but that's where they kept the knowledge back in the day. So. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Who were you influenced by as um you know what did you like to read you no know, what did i like to read um i oddly enough i just kind of i with people like uh, jack kerouac i love richard Brodigan. um i know most people for some reason always want to go to bukowski but of course i did beat him of course i was influenced uh eddie salinger ernest hemingway i mean kind of the i guess the stereotype that people <laughs> would think but those are just, uh, you know, some of my, uh, some of my, and I know there's tons of people I'm not mentioning, but, you know, kind of, mine draws a blank. Uh, you know, the bar's not been open long enough. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to look at you, John, um, uh, 
so I, so tell me, I don't know, uh, you know, in, in high school or in younger times, you know, did <clears throat> your friends think that you were uh, going to be a writer? Is, is that what they... Uh, friends, what are those? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate people. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was not a... I, I wasn't the worst. I was just, I was always kind of a, a loner. But um, as far as the friends I did have, I mean, oddly enough, you know, when you go when you go on like a five mile island, I mean, I just never quite fit in. So it's like, uh, I think everybody was kind of scared I would be a writer because they'd be like, you know, oh no, he's gonna talk, tell our secrets. But no, I mean, it's like you know. I always knew I'd be a writer. I mean, I don't know many kids that are in elementary school telling everybody you're going to be a writer, and then you end up, you know, just I just was too stubborn to do. It. You don't really want me doing anything else. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an okay bartender. I'm a pretty good bouncer, but other than that, no. Like you don't want me to be the bus driver. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so, I mean, you brought that up, and, and so, you know, a, a bouncer, um, you know, uh -huh. you generally don't look at bouncers um, and think, <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to be writing a book. Um, <laughs> oh, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking that really people, whether you should or not, like, mm -hmm. uh, Know, have these preconceptions about oh. this gonna probably be this or this one's you know the, um, like a bouncer maybe it doesn't look like you would be that deep you know <laughs> like, oh I know thank you that's so nice cat I thought we were friends <laughs> um, I know you know it's like I probably like yeah, eliminated a lot of our listeners <laughs> like yes yes if you if you if you look like if you look like me you're not probably gonna be deep and yeah, no. Um, I mean, I get it, you know. It is funny, okay, that there's one thing I could definitely tell you. I remember, because, I mean, I've done a lot of things besides, you know, and most of them were legal. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, I remember I was framing houses one time, and one of my buddies, and you know, we were sitting around having some beers. And that's going to shock people because I'm, you know, well, they, they always wonder if I'm sober, what's wrong with me. Um, but, uh, once I'm being nice today, I don't know why it's just bad weather, I guess. Anyways, um, I was sitting around with my buddies having some, uh, having some beers. And I remember he had heard from my boss who knew, cause I told him, I said, yeah, man, I'm, I, 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 just, I forgot what I had. I picked up a book or something on it. It was like, uh, the writer's, uh, writer's digest or whatever. It was, uh, you know, a, a, a listing of markets. And I was like looking at that during my break. And then my one buddy, we were having beers. He's like, man, what is this? You're being a writer. Like, you just because I, they couldn't fathom it. So it's not really, it doesn't shock me when people look at me and think, uh, oh, okay. Those <laughs> people, you know, you go into a place, oh, I'm just glad you're not going to rob the place. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just look naturally mean. I can't help it. You know, you can't help the chill. But, you know, it, it doesn't hurt, though, that you, you look like this. And then when people, you know, think about being a critic, they kind of like, you know, that with me, they're kind of like, you know, I just have to shoot them up look and I look like I'll you know, like murder you. So mm. <laughs> it, it helps. It really helps when you terrorize the critics. That's what I can say. But now, yeah, no, with my 
<laughs> the misconceptions are always bad. But uh, uh, I don't know. It can be. It's funny when you think about it because it's like you know most people don't think the bouncer's much brighter than the editor of I don't know seven, eight, nine, ten magazines, print journals, you name it. Yeah. <laughs> like a academic guy that happens to be like a a, a nut job, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And it's misconceptions, you know. <clears throat> and Tennessee Williams, looking at me, it was wild. I mean, like, people for some reason have forgotten how crazy writers were at one time. <laughs> one time. Just because I think nowadays people are, they're very reserved. And, of course, you know, in, in some ways that's a good thing. But in other ways, it's not when it comes to art. Art should never be restricted, in my mind. Uh, you know, of course, with the decency, yes, but not like, you know. You shouldn't restrict yourself, but yeah. I don't know. I didn't mean to go on a tangent. (laughs) Oh, that's fine. So, do you think that writers um, have a mental illness, and and that's what makes them good writers, or? Well, that's a great question. (laughs) I know I certainly do. Uh, I can't speak for everybody else. Um, I I think we do have something in us. I mean. You got to think about what I think a lot of writers are really great at observing life, not necessarily living it. But I like to pride myself that I'm good at both. So <laughs> I like to party, but <laughs> um, you know, I couldn't. Tell. I have a good. I know I have a good time, Matt. We're all. I love the open bar in the green room, by the way. Thank there you. There you go. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, no, no, it's, I, I think all of us, anybody who creates has got something in you that's different, but I think there's a lot of people that don't even tap into that. I think there's a lot of people that really, and to some degree, everybody should be writing. You should do something creative, no matter what it is. Yeah. If it's just for you, it's, it's good for you. It really is. It's, it's good for the soul, in my opinion. So, you know, on the other side of, of thinking about writers uh, and mental illnesses, and, you know, there's been Poe, there's been uh, Sylvia Plath, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's been a lot of uh, writers um, that did use writing for therapy or um, that had issues, and, and that was, uh, you know, that was an escape. Um, mm-hmm. and, and not just with writers, but uh, a lot of artists. Um, musicians, etc. But um, also, then you you have the the humorous side of you. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, how, where does that come from within you? Um, uh, yeah, the humor side comes. I was a natural born comedian. I used to do stand up, so it it always it, it's a good tool to have because you know when people want to beat you up, it's really their punch, punches are kind of pulled a little bit when they're laughing it's like yeah i'd like to kill you but you're so funny tell me another joke um (laughs) (laughs) you know so that's just a natural entertainment side of me so that's probably a little bit different than most people that kind of when i got into publication that i really brought more humor than most people and i knew it was kind of a niche thing though It, it can be a good thing and a bad thing because you know you do if you get labeled just as a humorous you know, then when you try to submit to someone like, yeah, great, you know, thanks, John. We don't need any, like, you know, you know fart jokes at the New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> like, why not? But, you know. <laughs> so, you know. 
it can be a good and bad thing. That's where my humor really comes from. I was always, I was always uh, cutting up. I was always telling jokes. I've always been that way. So it's kind of weird to be a loner and kind of outsider. But yeah, I have that thing where I can just entertain. And that's just that's just me. It, my friends will tell you I'm kind of crazy. And I guess you know that's not that's not politically correct or whatever. But I don't care. <laughs> we we use we use the word preposterous. Okay, I'm very <laughs> preposterous. Well, sounds like it should be in Sea World. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So I, I have I have a question that's like totally not related to any of this that we're talking about, but um, it does relate to you. I know you live on an island. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Not so in North Carolina. Okay. Right so. Up. So yeah. I I have this long-standing debate with myself and others I've had this with. Um, mm-hmm. If you live on an island and, you know, close to the water and all that stuff, and you see it every day, I mean, do you mm-hmm. get, like, immune to the fact that you live by the ocean? Well, I'm, I'm not. There's actually a sound between me and the ocean. But oh, okay. uh, you, nev- you never, to me... I love the water, right? And uh, it—that's the one thing I do love about this place. Probably the only thing. And I love that I put this out and this can be heard. But yeah, it's like, wow, thanks, John. We heard your interview. You're, you're a jerk. <laughs> it's uh, it, I love the I love the water. I don't think you ever if you have a connection with it, it's like a soul thing. I think you you know I love the ocean, and I love the water. And I, of course, I write about it a lot too because I mean it, that's something that's timeless. I mean we all kind of. There is a romanticism with the ocean and the sea and everything. So, yes, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just was and, like, I wasn't sure if like you just get like, oh, there's a beach, you know, I'll have to go someday mm-hmm. or whatever. You know? No, no, no. You can never. I, I could never go to the ocean enough or be on the water enough. I love it. So no, for me, and I think a lot of people here, I mean, that's one. Oh, I'll say one good thing about islanders, as they're called. Uh, I don't think you ever get tired of it. Yeah. You know, although there are some people here that can't swim, and I, I see you do see the irony in that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the thing you do get tired of there, though, is probably like hurricanes and you know the threat of hurricanes and things like uh, that. Yeah, and I get really tired if you can't buy alcohol during these times because ah. I think what when do we need alcohol more than when you know like your neighbors being you know thrown into a tree? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like him anyway, so I don't care. But, you know, I'm generally a bad person. So. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. So, well, not the not the thought of people being thrown into a tree. but Oh, uh, come on. Yeah, it is. No. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, we, we all have that one neighbor. It's like, you know, we don't want anything bad to happen. But if it did, right. we'd be yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Woo! To the door's closed. <laughs> so, you, so you live on an island. Is there, like, a bridge there? Is it, like? you know they have to bring... there yeah there's a peninsula there's there's a uh the marsh causeway there's a road that connects us to the the mainland okay so, so they like they bring everything in a, out on a boat and all no okay. no thank goodness no yeah, there yeah. there is a, mm-hmm. we we have a connection and i like to leave this island as much as possible <laughs> i like to be by the ocean 
of the ocean in so many places. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah, have to yeah. be here. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just curious about that because, like, uh, you know, it's always something that I wonder and struggle with. Like, should I move to the beach someday or, you know, would I get it never tired gets old. of it? No, it never gets old. The storms, though. The storms are that it just, you know, when you go through them and you experience them, I mean, I don't go anywhere. So, yeah, they're a little bit interesting. And it, it taxes on your nerves because by the time it gets here, you hear about it so much. Right. By yeah. the time it gets here, you're just ready for it to do whatever it is. And then when it's finally here, you think, man, I really wish this wasn't here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, I can you know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's part, I think it's like anything. We're kind of used to it, but I don't know how you can be used to it because it's nerve wracking. So, but if you love the water, you're always going to love the water. It's always going to call to you. That's okay. just my opinion. All right. Fair, fair enough. Cat, bring us back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> good so, question i like that question so, yeah. so you use location um mm-hmm. you know as part of your writing so because you you said that you feel like some people you know that they have a soul connection to the ocean um mm-hmm. so um how do you, how would you use the ocean um you know, for a funny story, for instance, how do you use it for humor? That's usually when I take my neighbor out uh, fishing and then he doesn't come back. Very enjoyable to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to Larry. Yeah, he was there. I don't know. <laughs> he said he wanted to go swimming. I had to go. I had uh, I had an appointment. Right. There were sharks or something. <laughs> yeah, there's sharks out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you. Um, so then let's use the ocean. How would you use it for a romantic setting? Well, I mean, that's the easiest one of all. I mean, that, that hey, you know, I'm very cheap. So it's like, yeah, the, those, let's go for a walk on, you know, when at the sunset. I mean, it's perfect. And, and sometimes women forget that that doesn't cost anything. Right. <laughs> so, so then again, you've got humor. And you, you're mixing in the romance. So there you go. That's just, it's it's amazing how I can, I, I'm probably just a great manipulator. I don't know if I'm a really good writer. <laughs> I just don't know how to use the situation to my advantage. And, you know? And, and, yeah, but you know, maybe maybe the woman is thinking like, you know, I don't want anything that costs anything. I just want you to care. Um, oh, okay. So, you know, maybe you're the one being manipulated if you look at it that way. Uh, it, do, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, <laughs> 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 so I just say. You know? um, all right. So, how would you use it for suspense? <laughs> for suspense, um, uh, we have a hurricane coming. <laughs> I love okay. this test. You're trying to. You're not going to win. <laughs> I've been around it long enough. <laughs> no, I'm mean, serious. I think that because it's taking a setting, uh, mm-hmm. you can do like you know so many different types of stories yeah. with. Yeah, as a backdrop, it is perfect. Uh, do I use it a lot? Yeah, I do, because it is it is a beautiful backdrop. It's like anything. There's a lot of places that are kind of like it, it'd be synonymous with your head automatically that connects, and we can all, you know, I think most everybody's seen the ocean, maybe not some people, and, uh, you know, not to insult them. I'm not, like, trying to be a jerk. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, certain things we can all associate with and that's usually what I do. I, I kind of go with moods and settings that I know we can all 
you know, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not a physicist. <laughs> you wouldn't want me to try to do that. So I just have to write about things I know, you know, the ocean's one thing. I know a lot about drinking too. I write about that quite often. That's a very good backdrop. <laughs> Bars are something I write about quite a bit because I've worked in them and I've also enjoyed them. I don't know if people know this. This is a big secret revelation on your show. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go with what you know, right? <laughs> It's, well, it's, I, I think, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I know I've heard, believe it or not, I did read, you know, I, I didn't take workshops, but I have read theories on other writers that run them and stuff like that. And they always say, you know, don't write what you know, write what you think you know. And, you know, I, I, it, and now I sound like Dr. Seuss. I'm just rhyming <laughs> everything. But, um, <laughs> it's like... Uh, the alcohol. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> we, but um, no, I, I, to be honest, it's just, yeah, I just, I just write, I always stick with the, I, I've lived a very colorful life. So, you know, I mean, in one of the books in particular, somebody asked me one time, like, this is about blurring the line. And uh, I think it's, I love, I can't think of my own titles. Uh, you know, don't panic. It's only anarchy. Once is when I was working in a bar and I got I got gaffed with a box cutter. I mean, that's a good story right there. So why not use it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? sure. Yeah, and by a woman of all people, not some you'd think some gigantic biker, but no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, huh. you know, not not to be prejudiced against the bikers. I'm not saying anything. Right, I, you know, right. I love most bikers. Don't you know, show but... up at John's house. <laughs> no, no. What do you care? I'm going to have a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, I know John. Yeah, well, don't show up offended. <laughs> no, no, no. If, if so, then my name, uh, I'll just, yeah, I was going to give somebody else's name. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. I'm get naughty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh so what do you hope that readers will take away from this uh, death rattle and roll? Well, I mean, as overall, it's really not in some ways it is a concept book just because when I was going through it, I mean, as you know, Kat, I told you about, it, I probably, I haven't mentioned it to everybody, but I, <laughs> I had a stroke. So, um, yeah, it that that was kind of that's where the book starts out. It's like on the the after, after effects of that, and you think you know it, it's it it scared me. Well, of course, it scares anybody. I mean, duh, <laughs> that's a real literary statement for you, duh. But um, it it was you know it was terrifying, and so it's kind of like the book. It almost has. It's not. I'm not just like throwing cares to win or cavalier about addictions or anything like that but it's just kind of it is in some ways you could call it morbid it could be dark gothic but i think there's a real beauty to it too it's kind of you know you may the ship may sink be sinking but you know i'm like the band on a titanic i'm gonna keep playing I mean, <laughs> hmm. it's gonna be a good or bad thing i don't know hey somebody has to entertain everybody but i hope when people read the book what they take from it it's just they, they they get a sense of of course who I am as a writer. I hope they also, you know, get entertained, have a connection, have an experience. It's more like that with my books. I want people to feel that connection and get every emotion out of it because there's there's all sorts of stuff in there. 
So, yeah, I definitely want, I know one thing, most people I can say, you know, they might say, oh, this and that about me, but they remember the books. And that's, you know, and especially like when I had one of my uh, friends who's never been into, trust me, he would not, you know, the last book I remember one time, you know, last book I read was a Star Wars book and it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, thank you, Jerry. That's very nice of you. Um, I don't write Star Wars, but I remember he read one of the stories and he just really dug it. And I thought, well, that's what I want. I want the people who don't read the literary stuff, the poetry stuff to like my stuff because that's who I write it for. I don't really write it for, I'm not writing it to try to get awards or anything like that. I, I write to entertain. I write because it's it's just part of me, you know. It's like a shark. You got to keep moving. I, that's, I have to. Mm. So I hope, I don't know what people will take from it. I hope that they enjoy it. I hope that they, you know, definitely live this life full throttle. Enjoy it every minute of it. That's probably what I got a better appreciation for in writing it. That's probably why I speed it up because I think, oh, you know, <laughs> party may end quick. So yeah. So so what is what is next for you? I mean, uh, do you have the book coming out? I know you're gonna do you know promotion for that and stuff, but mm-hmm. what's yeah? There 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 is the uh, I have kind of wanted to do a straight novel, and I've been working on it for a while. It's it's really all the stories of the past and uh, that will be, of course, we're going to sell it to fiction because I don't want to get sued. But <laughs> right. um, yeah, it'll be called Due South. And it's a it, it's 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 one of those books that's really difficult to write. Again, it's going to be very difficult because it is my story, really. It's not necessarily my story as much as it is all the people that I've lost a lot of friends, including in this month's illusion, a very good friend of mine. Um, recently, just recently, and it's just all those people that I just can't let them go. I think a lot of people would love those characters as much as as I did, mm. and I was really grateful because I wouldn't be the writer I am if they hadn't been in my life to influence me. So, you know, they were the greatest teachers. I mean, that's not knocking teachers or anything like that, but they really were. They influenced my pages because they were legitimately crazy, <laughs> you know, but they were great. They were also great hardening, and that's what will be the – it's the only project I see me trying to get through and get done would be uh, Due South. So, any, yeah. any ETA for completion on that, or is it just an ongoing process? Um, It's – I would probably hope to have it out, Um, you know, in the summer. Okay. Hopefully. Fair hopefully. Enough. We will aim for it. So I'll just say the summer because I always say August for some reason. <laughs> oh, it's coming out in August. Then it'll be like you know. Then it'll come out at Christmas. So whatever. <laughs> All right. So we'll have you on next next October. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Hey, if y'all can tolerate me. I love being on the show. I've, I've really had a blast with y'all. So. Yeah. So um, when people want to purchase Death Rattle and Roll, or they want to contact you. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the best way to do that? Um, they could just show up at my door. I'll give you my home address. No. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'll just throw yeah. the book at you. <laughs> Ready for an island trip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can hang out with the author. Bring a bottle. <laughs> uh, no. Um, <laughs> as far as de- death rattle roll will be available on, uh, let's see, on all formats. 
it'll be available. You name it, it'll be there. It'll be on Lulu. It'll be on Amazon. It'll be, you know, it 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 it'll, it'll be on, on a on a park bench somewhere because somebody has. I don't want to read that stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be anywhere if they would have purchased. So you can basically purchase anywhere online that you can think of. It'll be available because we always make sure. I'm one thing about it. I'm a little hustler, so I, I'll, I'll have it out there. If they want to contact me, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I need some privacy. <laughs> now, <laughs> if you really want to contact me, uh, as far as email will go, I'll give it email. Uh, would be who's the duck is the editor at gmail.com. There you go. That's a well-known. Uh, I run all. I run all like fifteen magazines and a press, all out of the same email. It's amazing. Wow, yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm a train wreck. Why, why <laughs> do you think they nicknamed me the Mad Editor? <laughs> just, uh, so, just out of curiosity, like, what kind of magazines are you are you doing editing for? Um, the journal. Uh, it comes to most of them are poetry, fiction. Uh, I run a couple horror mags. Um, you name it, I probably ran it. Okay. You know, and so not not to be. I don't mean not to be descriptive. I'm just it's when it comes to that side of the business. Um, yeah, mainly the it, uh, online journals are really where it's at for me, just because of the availability, how to run it, and the cost. Uh, I sure. love doing print journals. Uh, I do edit and run the Black Shamrock magazine. Once it's one that I really, that's kind of like my, when I go through, that's one thing about knowing all these writers, I can kind of always go to a who's who to get work. And I like to do that once a year. Once I will be hopefully bringing that out in um, December, Uh, that'll be, and that a lot of times is a print. That's a print and an online thing. Okay. So, because I love print magazines, but the cost of doing print journals is insane. Oh yeah. I because you know, yeah. well, especially if you send writer copies out. Once I've done, I've always prided myself on. Right. Because I just don't, I don't, you know, I'm not running, I'm not running anybody else down. That's just how I do things. I like to do things, and uh, so it's just, it's insane with the cost. So I would do more, but you know, yeah. I think I do enough. Yeah, I have a new magazine that will be coming out, but I'm not going to mention that name. That's going to be that's a top secret project, and that will be a uh, uh, a print, but that's going to be a, a horror mag once I enjoy, um, you know, suspense stuff like that. I'm yeah, really yeah. into, I'm really into the pulp writers that. I, that's who I didn't mention. The biggest influence on my writing, I, I love how I stick it in here now, but uh, once found it wrong, but um, is Robert E. Howard, who uh, was probably one of the most legendary pulp writers, along with H.P. Lovecraft. Right. And uh, the, yeah, I love pulp, those kind of old pulp magazines, you know, strange stories or weird tales, weird, weird tales, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So I, yeah kind of always what I want to do. So now I do, I get to do both. I can do magazines when I want and yeah, I don't have a hard time getting published. I can publish myself. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> All right. Cat, you, you got anything else? 
I just want to thank you for being our guest today, John Patrick Robbins, and I hope you'll come see us again. Um, your book is out now, uh, so people can, wherever they buy their books, they can search for Death, Rattle, and Roll. And um, I want to thank you for sharing uh, some of the backstory of yourself and of the book. We uh, have enjoyed having you as our guest. Well, Matt, Kat, I really... Uh, I, I like how y'all name Ryan. This is great. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna change my name to Pat, so we can be. This would be the greatest <laughs> show ever. <laughs> so, um, I yeah, really I mean, love being on the show. Already, Patrick. You know. <laughs> there you go. I'll just tell, yeah, I'll just shorten it. Yeah, okay. No, hey, I really Pat, love being on the show. Cool. Yeah, I love being on the show, and I thank y'all for having me. I really do appreciate it. And we appreciate you coming by and talking to us. And uh, we will do this again because it has been fun. Um, you know, uh, there you go. I'm sure we can find lots more to talk about. And uh, we will do that in the in the future. Uh, but again, thanks for coming by and chatting with us and telling us about your new book. And uh, we look forward to reading that uh, very soon. So, uh, with that, we will end this episode, and we thank you all for listening, and uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at iwriteplays at outlook.com, or you can write to me at backstorysessions at gmail.com, or matt at level11ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.